Philip, Philip, Deborah, come on, get it on your feet and give God a praise as he comes. Hallelujah. you tonight. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, Paul said in, his, in the scriptures, you know, he apologized. He said, I'm sorry. And then he said, I'm not really sorry. Remember that scripture? I'm sorry I preached so long last night, but I'm not really sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we have gathered tonight to hear from you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. You're my strength. You're my redeemer. And I thank you, Lord God, that these your people have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive in an accelerated fashion what you're speaking to them personally and corporately. We step into that. We step over into that. What you've been speaking to me all day, release it in fullness tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, so be it. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How are we doing, millionaires? Uh, praise the Lord. It's good to be in Exceeding Grace Christian Center. My goodness. Faith Victory Church, good to have you with us tonight. And, uh, you know, just so thrilled uh, to have Pastor Jonathan. That's a click track. I'm in the recording studio. There we go. That's what they give you in the in the recording studio to keep you on beat. As you know, Pastor Eric laying down the drums. See, you you listen to those albums and think, man, he's a good drummer. He got a click track. <laughs> Pastor Eric, just laugh at that. Just laugh. You know that's true. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, thankful to your pastors, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kim, to have these kinds of meetings. They don't like, they don't, yeah, come on. They don't, they don't have to do this. They, they can just do their Sunday, Wednesday thing, and, and they don't need all these other flight schools and all this other stuff. They do the Sunday morning thing, and, and, and but see, they're doing it for you. They're doing it for you, see. Also good to have uh, our dear friends, Dr. Ron and Dr. Kathy with us from Pensacola. Praise God. Last night they were telling all some testimonies in, in the, if, what do you call that, the green room? Some kind of room. Wing room. There was a wing room last night. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they're friends from Africa, huh? Come on. You ready to go to work? Now, let me remind you, for those of you that may not have been here last night, 
and uh, just to refresh our minds, uh, I was in the Atlanta airport going down the escalator, and they have a big sign that says, Destination Financial Wellness. And I thought to myself, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proofing uh, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Kim's book, How to Become Rich. And the statistics that they have in there are astounding on uh, the poverty level on this planet. I mean, if you, don't, if you didn't know the Word of God, it'd be scary. The poverty level that's out there. And uh, brilliantly written thus far. It's good so far. <laughs> Haven't gotten all the way through with it because I, I, I get in it and I'm, I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute, I'm preaching tonight, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But uh, financial wellness, the, the world is recognizing uh, the need uh, to be financially secure. And uh, the church is starting to wake up. Starting to, starting to, and uh, you know, I was raised in a church where you heard it all the time, those filthy rich people, and so you identify rich with filth. You know, I remember I was telling Mama Alberta, I might have shared it here before, but it, it, it comes up, uh, my daddy, you know, bib overalls and a white t-shirt, you know, and just a hard-working man, just a hard-working man, and, but uh, love God. And there is a, outside the town I grew up in is a mansion, and, uh, you know, gated and all that, and, you, and you, you drive by it all the time, and I said one day to Mama, I said, Mama, who lives there? And she's a rich person. I said, well, all right. <clears throat> well, one day, uh, the phone rings, mom answers it, and dad don't ever talk on the phone unless it's a must situation. And she goes, she puts the phone down, goes, gets dad, and dad says, uh, so-and-so wants to talk to you. Well, it was that a millionaire out there. And uh, he uh, said to my dad, apparently, uh, I, I have something broken uh, here and I understand you're the best around. Can you fix that? And Dad said, yeah, I can fix that. So Dad didn't change his clothes. He just went and got his tools. <laughs> Next thing you know, here comes this shiny black car pulling up. In, in, in a, now, we, we in, in front of our house, and I, I remember as a little kid looking out the window. Watching that guy get out and open the door for my dad, right? The butler or whoever it was. And dad get in that back seat, right? And he's gone a couple hours, come back, see? And it did something to me. It did something to me because uh, you'll never be a millionaire. But inside, inside, you're going to be a millionaire. Well, I'll stand before you tonight. I'm a millionaire. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But something had to change. Something had to shift. Because otherwise, I look at that, and, and my daddy getting in there like that and getting out like that, 
He didn't come in the house and say, man, you should have saw that mansion or, or this or that. He didn't say nothing. See? And so uh, I, didn't, I wasn't born into wealth naturally, but I was born into wealth spiritually. And that's the beauty of being born again. And uh, no matter where you are tonight or, or what your situation may be, God, if you will apply these things, we're here to teach you not just uh, uh, faith, but uh, financial faith in particular. Because a lot of sickness is developed because of a lack. People are working hard or stressed out because they don't have enough money and ulcers and they're and their, their bodies are breaking down because they're doing this, doing that. Their, their minds are going nuts because uh, they're, they're trying to figure out anxieties just, you know, got them all bent out of shape. See? And so I told you last night uh, that uh, financial couple that has joined our church, uh, she told me one day that their motto was educate, guide, and empower. And I said, my goodness, that's so good. That's so good. Because the church has been trying to uh, be empowered without any education, without any guidance. Well, they've been walking around speaking in tongues. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes. And they still broke. They still bust, still sick, still, see. But yet they, they, they pray in tongues three or four hours a day, right? See, there's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. Praise God for the Holy Ghost. I ain't making light of that. See, so turn with me, if you will, uh, to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Take you on another little aspect of financial wellness tonight. Proverbs chapter 4. Very familiar scripture. That's the problem. <laughs> it says, verse 20, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all thy flesh, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now back to verse 20. Notice how many times God says, my. He says, my son, my words, my saints. Notice how many times he says, your. Once. Your ear. My son, my words. My sayings, but it's your ear. Come on now. Come on now. Have you ever been, been saying something to your child and they're not really listening to you? Right? Notice it says incline. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Incline living. All right? So uh, he says, my son... My words, my saints, right? Your ear. It's your ear. Now, 
your child, you're sitting there talking to them, and they, 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 they keep doing the same goofy thing. Or, you know, you're teaching them how to tie their shoes. I can do it. They got it in a knot, you know, and there you are. Well, now get that knot out, big boy. I tried to show you how to do it, right? But there comes this time, Robert, there just comes this time when you go, listen up. Listen. Listen. Come on now. Listen up, right? And so uh, the Lord tells us here to incline your ear. Now, let me give you a definition of incline. Incline, there it is, to bend the head or body forward. 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 To lean, tend, or become drawn toward an opinion or course of conduct. To deviate from a line, direction, or course. In other words, a big change. Right? Uh, you know... The higher up you go on a construction site or whatever, uh, the more uh, you're uh, inclined to listen to your boss. Hello. I worked on airplanes in the Air Force, you know, C-5, the biggest airplane in the world, you know, and, and uh, we had a job that you had to get on top of the T-tail. On top of the T-tail, it's 65 feet up in the air. And uh, I told my sergeant, and he, he goes and checks out the harness and everything that you have to put on. And uh, to get uh, to that T-tail, you got to go up a flight of stairs from the ground into the bay. Then you can walk all the way to the back of the aircraft, go up another flight of stairs. Then you have to crawl through this hole into the T-tail, and then you go up another ladder all the way to the T-tail and open up the uh, access uh, door up there to get on top of the T-tail. Well, when I was on the ground, I told my sergeant I don't need no harness. After all, I've worked on houses. I've walked, I've walked that two-by-four wall, you know, when I'm 30 foot up. Are you following what I'm saying? I don't need no harness. Hey, 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 hey. How stupid can you be and still breathe, right? So there, there, there. <laughs> I told him, he said, right. And so, you know, uh, we went up that tea tail. And, you know, it didn't look that tall when I was down on the ground. But when I got up there and got on out on top of that, that sergeant let me go first. And what you can't see, yeah, without the harness, what you can't see up there is that you are 65 feet up in the air on the flight line that has, you know, uh, 20 of these things. It's just miles long, miles wide. And so uh, it's just flat where that, that California uh, wind is always blowing. But what you can't see is that T-tail is up there doing this right here. And I'm up there. Now, see, when I was down on the ground, I'm like, yeah. 
Hey, I don't need no harness up there. When I got up there, it's like this right here. So when I got up there, I got out on that thing. He said, all right, now we got, I said, give me that harness. Now, right? God, 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 <laughs> there's some things that God is wanting us to understand when you go to a higher level, right? And he's speaking from that level of which you and I are about to increase into. Are you following that? And he needs, watch this, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I might, I might throw this in here too. Money cometh by working and working by a job. Just, just, just in passing. Just, just in passing. Hallelujah. <clears throat> As for somebody watching online, Hallelujah. <laughs> Boy, everybody got nervous right there. Did you feel that? Nervous wave went through here. <clears throat> Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, correct? That means action cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God because faith without action is dead. So, are you following this? So, when we're inclining our ear, get ready because it's going to incline your action. Uh, what you did in the past that challenged you, that ain't going to work in the next season. It's going to be an incline. Boy, I can see you ready for this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, uh, let me show you how important this is in Jeremiah chapter 7. We're going to get in some stuff tonight. Chapter 7. Now watch this. Jeremiah 7, verse 21. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, put your burnt offerings unto your sacrifices and eat flesh. For I spake not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. And I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I've commanded you, that it may be well unto you. So, <clears throat> God said, All right, I brought you out of Egypt. Now, in Egypt, you're burning, sacrificing all that, you know, and that's, that's the thing that I had ordained. So, well, when I brought you out here, I, I told Moses, I said, now, you tell the children, bring me an offering. They got gold and silver now. Bring me an offering. Obey my voice. Are you, this is what's going on and what we're, we're reading here, right? Now, watch this. Verse 24. But they hearken not 
nor nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsel and imagination of their evil heart and went which way? Backward and not forward. Now, this is a people that came out of bondage. See, you can get out of debt. Hello? You can get out of debt and still stay broke the rest of your life. Come on now. Remember, let's do some review. Let's do some review. The land of not enough. The land of just enough. The land of more than enough. Now, you remember the three R's? Reading, writing, arithmetic. I'm from Kentucky. God sends a revelation. I'm trying to help you out. Revelation to bring you out. And then in the land of just enough, he wants not just a revelation. He wants a relationship. With a revelation, you know God sent a revelation, but you really don't know the God. You just got a revelation. And in the land of just enough, a relationship. But in the land of more than enough, responsibility. Where y'all at? Class. Man, maybe I got to pull out my old notes. <laughs> right? Those are the three R's. Right? Now, we're here. So, over here, you had to trust in a man of God that brought the revelation. Over here in the land of just enough, you learn to trust God. But in the land of more than enough, this is where can God trust you. Hello? Hello? So when he brought them out, this Jeremiah told when he when he brought them out of Egypt, they were they were used to the you know the sacrifice and all that and but now they got all this silver and gold, right? And they what well, they make well, they made they made a, a a a golden calf, threw it in the fire and this calf came out. See, but God was speaking to them at an incline level. Come on now, He was speaking to them in a different manner of that level of bringing them up, out, and in, right? And so they did not incline their ear, and they went which direction? We want to go back to Egypt. Remember that? We want to go back to Egypt. Why? Their ear wasn't inclined, Pastor Kim. They weren't inclined in their ear. See, 
We're going to look at some stuff, Chris, tonight. We're going to look at some stuff. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. Because you got a lot of Christians that rather be in their recliner and they're in a state of decline. Come on now. Come on now. Spiritually speaking. See, I ain't talking about you know you got your recliner at the house and you know that's yeah, that's where you meet God. Well wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> right? I am talking about that, but you understand what I'm saying? Yes, God spoke to me years ago. I shared it here before. But of course I shared the three R's here before. Yeah. And, and <laughs> 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 that Americans are comfortably in debt. They're in their recliner that they don't own, watching a flat screen TV that they don't own, on and on and on and on and on. See? But, they, you know, they, 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 they bust it. They, they work all these hours. And uh, are you kidding me? They ain't going to come to church for the, to a meeting like this. I mean, they, they, they might squeeze in Sunday morning. They might. See, right? Because after all, they're working hard for the money. Instead of money, working hard for them. So he says here, but they hearkened not nor inclined the ear, but walked in the counsels and the imagination of their evil heart. Now, listen, when you're the smartest person you know, you're in trouble. Let, let that just sink in there. Look at your neighbor and just say, you know anybody smarter than you? Let me count the ways. <laughs> well, let me help you out. I'm smarter than you. Don't get mad at that. You sitting there listening to me. <laughs> now watch this. Now I'm talking about this. Now, you know, it, it, there's other things you smarter than me on. Maybe. No, you know what I'm talking about. You, you know these different things. I'm, you know, whatever your career field is. But when it comes to this right here. You might want to listen. You might want to incline your ear. How many people you know that gave away everything they had 31 years ago and they're walking in it without no uh, uh, natural inheritance, without no businesses, without no mega church salary, without any of that? See, me and Mama Alberta, we've learned some stuff. Hey! Feel my helper coming in here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and imagination of their evil heart and went backwards and not forward. So that lets me know that what God was speaking to them was taking them forward. Remember, inclined to lean forward. See? 
See? Verse 25. Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, I've even sent unto them, unto you all. My servants, the what? You have, you, you are so blessed, exceeding grace, Christian center, that you have two, two, not one, two prophets. Overseeing your life. See, it takes a, 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 to have an inclining ear to hear to be able to sit under that kind of teaching. Because prophets always challenge. Why? Because they're on the leading edge. They're always moving. They're going forward. They're going someplace. So if you're looking for a church to join, you know, where they got good praise music, and that's wonderful. It's got it right here. If you're looking for a place that, you know, they got good church uh, kids activities, that's good. They got it here. But I'm telling you, you ain't going to want to stay long if you're not an incliner. Some of you that some of you that's been here for a while, you've seen the faces change. You've seen the numbers change, but you've watched your leadership keep going forward, and you better hang on. You better hang on, because what God is doing in them, what God is doing in you, all of St. Pete in this region going to hear about and witness to the glory of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we ain't playing a little nicey game here. God's not going to waste my time. See? Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, I've even sent unto you all my servants the prophets daily. Every day, trying to get you to your ear up there. Rising up early and sending them, yet they hearkened not unto me, nor inclined their ear. Now watch out. But hardened their neck. They did. They did. They did. Worse than their fathers. Are we reading the Bible? See? Now we're talking about inclined living. Having an inclined ear. See? Jesus repeatedly would say, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. See? Now, go over here to... Oh, let me say that. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I wrote this down today. Incliners. I just want to believe that all of you are incliners, not decliners. See? Incliners are constant doers of the word at constant up grade levels of living. It, 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 no, no, hold up. Keep that statement up there. 
Incliners are constant, not just doers of the word. Incliners are constant doers of the word at constant upgrade levels of living. Let me explain that. See, you can be a doer of a word that you're a tither. See? You can be a doer of the word that you pray. You can be a doer of the word that you read your Bible every day, that you come to church. You're a doer of the word. But that is not an incliner. You got to that place by inclining. But now you've paused. Now you've, now you've plateaued. Now, you, now, you, now you've peaked out. But an incliner. Are you, are you catching this? Incliners are constant doers of the word at constant upgrade levels of living. In other words, even when everything in your life is satisfactory, everything around you is comfortable, you keep your ear inclined to what he wants. You keep your ear inclined of what he wants for you, through you, and so on and so forth. Most people, they get to the place where everything's all okay, and, and, and then, well, you, you know, the church attendance goes down, and, and, and they're uh, giving plateaus and all that other stuff, just craziness, but not an incliner. Look at your neighbor and say, are you mad at Pastor Philip? <laughs> Look at your other neighbor and shake your head, no. <laughs> hey, I'm here to help you now. Now watch this. Incliners are constant doers of the word at constant upgrade levels of living. Now let's look at that word upgrade. To raise the quality of, uh-oh, an upward slope. Now don't, 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 don't miss that. To raise the quality of an upward slope. So when God is, is, is saying, my son, my words, my sayings, your ear, incline your ear, he has higher quality. But there's a slope. In other words, you're going to have to lean into it. Come on now. You're going to have to lean into this thing. You're going to have, you're going to, have to make up your mind. I'm going to forward. You know what forward progress is, right? Football, forward progress. If it wasn't for the Gators, man, I tell you what, Florida, I don't know what we're going to do. In Kentucky, we, we, we got basketball and everything. They're they trying to get this football program going. And ever since Paul Bryant left that place years ago, we ain't had nothing. And so I feel, I feel a connection with Florida, you know. There's, there's some kind of football salvation there. What's up with that? Anyway, that's just a side note. Go Gators, I reckon. Are y'all Gators fans now? Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got a few. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never be a Gator for anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now you're back. Upgrade. Put that back up there. Now watch this now. 
How many of you need your life, the quality raised up? Right? Now, there's an incline to that. In other words, what God is going to say to you is it's not going to be, be this, uh, well, let me, let me just show you this. Over here, y'all know what a treadmill is? Oh, y'all don't like that. Oh, oh, I heard that. Well, I'm glad he gave me this example. Because when we were living in the penthouse, that apartment, I got me a treadmill. Now, we didn't have much room for it. But I convinced Alberta, you know, it folded up. And so we got this treadmill. We got, <laughs> we got this treadmill because I, I, I just don't go out. Like Mama Alberta saying, I don't go out. But I know I need to keep my body in, in, in shape, right? And so I get this treadmill, and I haven't been on, around treadmills in a long time. It, and I look at that thing. It's got an incline button. I said, what's that thing do? Hit that button. You know what I did? Ten. Ain't nobody watching this. It ain't all that. So I got on that thing, hit about two. I said, ooh. And I realized in a short time when I jacked that thing up to about seven and it spit me out. That somebody on this planet could run that, but it wasn't me. So I went, I, 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 I chose one on that incline. Let me find, let me locate where I'm at. Now listen, don't get mad at this. You're not in my season, but I'm in yours. So what things I tell you may not be for the season you're in, but there's, there's a touch of it that applies to your season. You understand what I'm saying? And you have to locate what you're able to handle to start development. Because on that incline, on that treadmill, all of a sudden, there's muscles that said, uh, hey, we were doing fine until you got this contraption in here. Put it back down to zero. We like zero. Well, what's happening? You're, 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 being, you're being faced with a challenge. And at zero, there's no challenge. It doesn't work the muscles that are necessary. Are you following this? So I've seen I've seen Christians, you know, they they and and you know, 
God will do supernatural miracles. I've seen it happen in baby Christians and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, when I first got born again, I believed in God for $100,000. And, you know, I didn't have faith for $100,000. But you weren't going to tell me that. And But God had to, God told me that. He said, will not you start out with $10? $10? I'll have that four days over with, right? But it didn't. See? You've heard the story. And it took, me a, it took me a while to get $10 in. And then he said, add a zero to it. Then it took me a while to get 100 but 10 started coming in. And then when that 100 came in, he said, add a zero. And then it took three years for the 1,000 to come in, but 10s and 100s were coming in. And then after the 1,000, he said, add another zero. And it took 12 years for 10,000 to come in. And, uh, but we were having 10s, 100s, and 1,000s come in. And then after that, he said, uh, add another zero to it, and it didn't take long before a hundred thousand came in, and uh, then he said, "Add another zero to it." That's where we're at right now, right? And, we, and but see, as the incline, are you following? What I'm saying, as the incline happened, <clears throat> and so you can bite off, right? Are you following? What I'm saying, and so. Uh, it's very important, he's the Lord our God that teaches us to profit and leads us in the way where we should go. Just because you hear uh, your pastor say something that they're doing doesn't mean that you're at that season where you can do it, see? And, and, and uh, <clears throat> you want to imitate their faith. You want to follow their faith, but, but they, they're, they're obviously uh, operating in a look. When I came to this place, y'all was in debt. They're in debt. My goodness, I mean, right? And y'all, and, and but y'all looking prosperous. Y'all looking prosperous. I come in, y'all. Yeah, that's one thing about black folk, boy. They be all decked out with their broke self. They be all decked out. <laughs> am I am I right about it? <laughs> you know this is true I've had white Christians put the sneer on me because I'm dressing white but not the brothers they be saying man hey, those are nice threads man <laughs> I'm telling you Hallelujah. But we need something in these pockets backing up what we got on here. See? So, uh, I was telling you a story. Oh, I was done with that one. Y'all trying to get that hundred dollars, ain't you? <laughs> you got your voice recorders going and everything. <laughs> I gotta give you a hundred, man. You were trying, you were trying, you were trying, man. You were trying. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Let's just go to Proverbs 5. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was telling you, you got to find that setting where you're at. You know, the Lord began to deal with me about uh, flying first class, right? And I struggled with it because in my mind, man, you know, it's only two hours there or five hours there or whatever, and, you know, got to pay uh, twice, three times the amount, and I, I just I, I spend that on Alberta. I'll, I'll get a, a, a suite. We're like, and God's like, you can spend on Alberta and get a suite too, right? What's, what, what, what's the deal? But no, no, and I shared this here before, but me and Jonathan <laughs> flying back. Where were we flying back from? Washington? We were sitting in the back by the latrine that stunk. And that stewardess comes up to me and gives me these paper towels. I said, what's that for? She said, you're sitting in the seat that leaks. Remember that? True story. I had to fly back with water dripping on me with a stinking latrine right behind me with a seat that doesn't recline and God saying, uh, are you going to incline your ear? Are you going to listen to me? Are you going to listen to me? And Mama Alberta, Mama Alberta, what are you doing flying like that? You know we're supposed to be flying first. Right? Right? And the Lord took me all the way back. Didn't I tell you that you'd never have to be concerned about gasoline again? I said, yeah, you did. He said, that's, isn't that gasoline? That's, that, that, that's premium. You, 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 you got premium. You know, all my vehicles, it ain't no regular gas going my vehicle. No, 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 no. No, no, I, I was putting, I was putting, I was putting, uh, uh, my dad used to call it Ethel. Any, any old timers remember that, Ethel? Right? High test, right? Whatever. Premium, right? I was putting that in the geo. I'm, I'm serious. Right? I put it in my riding lawnmower. See? So anyways, uh, the Lord began dealing with me on that. On, on that. Now, now, now understand, he, God deals with us. And, 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 and he's, he's talking to you. He, and and, and he, he's, he's, he's moving on you. And you, if, you, if you balk at that, you're going to go backwards, not forwards. Once you get out of the boat, keep your eyes on the one that got you out. Right? Are you following that? And so, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 we've been flying first class for a while, right? And and uh, now it's just it's just a natural thing to do, you know. I, I just I, I just went to Oklahoma, right? First class, right? Now I booked I booked that uh, I don't know a month or so ago. We flew down here, first class, right? I'll leave here. I'll go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, first class, and then after that we go to the Marshall Islands, flying first class. And when we get back from there, uh, we'll be going to Destin, Florida, 
first class. And then after there, uh, we, we come back and we're going to Springdale, Arkansas, first class. When I get back from there, uh, we go to Aruba, first class. Now watch this. All them tickets are bought. Well, that's what bought is. Wait a minute, Springdale. I haven't done Springdale, have I? Because I don't know the exact. What I'm trying to get you to see, are you following what I'm saying? Just, you're, you, you probably aren't there yet. You understand what I'm saying? Where you're buying all them tickets like that. Are you following what I'm saying? I already got, I've already got uh, uh, the house in Aruba uh, taken care of, paid for. You understand what I'm saying? And that ain't that ain't till March of next year. But when you're rich, you just take care of it so you don't have to mess with it later. Well, while I'm at it, let me just get this one. Let me get this one. Let me get this. And if you get them ahead of time, you get to pick where you want to be on first class instead of you know taking uh, one over here and one over here. Then you have to get on there and say, "We're husband and wife. Can we sit together? You know, would you mind moving?" Around? No, no, I am. Because one of these days, I'm going to fly down here in my own plane. And see, see some of y'all, yeah. But when I fly in here, you're going to be mad. See, instead of happy, you're going to be mad. Hallelujah. So I'm in your season. You probably aren't in mine. But God's season for the body of Christ pertains to all of us. Are you following what I'm saying? It's important because you can hear people say things and you say, well, I'm going to do that. Right? And God, and, and God didn't tell you to do that. See? Hallelujah. Are you in Proverbs? Chapter 5? Okay, let's put our eyes on verse, oh my goodness, well, we got back up here, verse 3, for the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb, and what you know about honey? Milk, word, strong meat, honey. So here comes fake news. Preaching prosperity. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Now let's jump down here. Uh... Well, let's read it. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. Lest you should ponder the path of life, her ways, that's the world system, are movable. Her ways are movable that you can't not know them, the economy, economy moving up and down. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her and come not nigh the door of her house. 
lest you give your honor unto others and your years unto the cruel, lest strangers be filled with your wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. You working for the man. And thou mourn at the last when your flesh and your body are consumed. You don't work yourself to death. And say, how have I hated instruction and my heart despised reproof and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. See, I come in here in these conferences and we have a great time and the, the anointing is high and so on and so forth, but then I leave. Listen, here's what you. And what I've learned, like when I go home to my people, there's this thing called familiarity. There's this thing where you can start uh, looking at uh, how they are naturally instead of what they are speaking spiritually. And when you get over to that place, then you're getting over into the place where your ear is not on an incline, it's on a decline. Now follow this. Follow this because all of a sudden when, when you hear something that is an inclined word, you look at this man naturally and you say that's his opinion. Versus the prophet just spoke. Come on now. Come on now. Well, if we used to do that, my goodness, uh, uh, no telling what, what, what would happen. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what we after. See? Because God's watching over his word's performance. Listen, listen. I, I, I listen to, what, I listen to what, 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 what goes on down here. I catch it. Not always live stream, but I, I pull it up. I hear what you're getting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. You ain't getting, you ain't getting no uh, bologna and cheese sandwich down here. You're not getting something slapped together. Nothing, nothing against good bologna and cheese sandwich. With Miracle Whip. Got any Miracle Whippers down here? Hey, I was raised on Miracle Whip sandwiches. When our house caught on fire, Miracle Whip sandwiches. And then when the tomatoes came in for harvest, it was Miracle Whip tomato sandwich. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it says here, because you not obeyed the voice you teaches, nor incline your ear unto him. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know if you I don't know if you can handle any more of this. Because it, it gets convicting. How many of you can handle some conviction? Okay. Joshua. 
Joshua 24. Mm-mm-mm. This is the serving covenant. Did I teach that here? The serving covenant? Oh, my. Didn't I? I thought I did. Well, I can see, I can see it blessed all y'all because the pastor over here, like, yeah, nobody in here was serving God. Anyways, this is the serving covenant right here. It's the Joshuaic covenant. When Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, that is the Joshuaic covenant. And this is what he's saying to his people right before he's about to leave this planet, see. And uh, he says in verse 14, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him. This is the serving covenant in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father, which your father served, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he's saying, put away the gods. And in verse 16, the people respond, answering, said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in the way wherein we went among all the people through whom we passed. Now, this, they're in the land of morning enough. This is what's going on. And the Lord drove them out from before us, before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said unto the people, you cannot serve the Lord. He called them out because they all talk. Hey, we don't serve the Lord. Joshua said unto the people, you cannot serve the Lord, for he's a holy God. He's a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Now, we're about to see what he's talking about. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do your hurt and consume you after that he'd done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, your witnesses against yourselves that you've chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now watch verse 23. Now therefore, because you, because you've, you, you said you're going to do this, put away the credit cards. Put away check and go. These are the strange gods. Now see, see, see. Put away the Babylonian system. Now, me and Mom Alberta, we, 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 we use credit card as a convenience card. See? 
But we have not paid one dime of interest in over two decades. Last month, just one credit card bill. Oh Jesus! Are you gonna make me say? You gonna make me say this? Our credit card bill was seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. It was just a convenience card. Instead of writing $17,500 checks, here, 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 take care of all that. We just put it on the credit card. And then we got all these points. I mean, I'll be staying in the residence in Harrisburg and costing me nothing. Yeah, are you following what I'm saying? Uh, put away. See, it's too easy to go backwards. I'll give you an example. You're coming out of debt or you are out of debt. And you've been working something. And you go to the store and you got money in your pocket. And you got a credit card. But there's something about putting that, bringing that cash out. If you, you feel like you're leaving your life. It's easier to use the plastic. Now, that's okay if it's a convenience card. But if it's a struggle because you won't, you won't, you won't feel that. You better recognize these things. It's those little foxes that spoil the vine when the grapes are ready for harvest in the vine. See? It's these little things like that. Put away. He said, are you, you going to serve the Lord? If you're going to serve the Lord, you can't be you can't be doing what your daddy did. Barring from this, barring that, and all this, all this other stuff. And just working up, you know, just where, you know. And, and, oh, boy, help me, Jesus. Well, I just use other people's money. Now, I understand. I understand. And, and, and you know, if God is taking you in that direction, then you won't have any kind of sorrow with it. If God takes you in that direction. I'm not against the borrowing system if God takes you there. Right? As for me and my house, God told me years ago, you will never, ever hit that system again. We're building phase two up there debt-free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're under roof. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're dancing as fast as we can up there. Amen. Absolutely. A convenience car. Yeah, Mom Alberta, so you understand when I say convenience store, uh, conven convenience store. <laughs> convenience card is. It's a convenience. In, in, in other words, we have the money. It's not uh, put it on a credit card and hope, use our faith to get money in. You follow what I'm saying? All right. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Now therefore put away from you all that debt system that caused you to be in bondage. 
Put away the strange gods which are among you and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, the Lord our God will we serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people. That's the Joshuaic covenant, the serving covenant. See? And me and Mom Alberta, we entered into that covenant. I discovered this, never heard anybody preach on it. And I said, okay, God, we're, we're, we're moving in. You know, in the, in, don't listen to these goofballs that say, say that there's no covenants in, in the day we're living in. There's, a, there, 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 there's several covenants that are still applicable to uh, the New Testament church. Don't take away the Abrahamic covenant from me. Come on now. And this, I wrote a, a book on the covenants. And uh, this is the Joshuaic covenant. And uh, when I discovered this, I said, come here, girl. As for me and my house. See, you got a whole lot. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord with strange gods. Incline year. Is anybody listening to me? Right? And so we entered into that Joshuaic covenant years ago that we would never, ever, ever, ever turn to that borrowing system. Again, I know it's not sin for that borrowing system if uh, God takes you in that direction, but if he takes you in that direction, there ain't going to be no sorrow with it. You better, you better hear that. There'll be no sorrow, no bondage, no affliction with it. See? But as for me and that woman right there, we ain't never touching it. My ministry is debt-free, church debt-free, traveling ministry debt-free, RVN band debt-free, everything we do is debt-free. Hallelujah. Right? But, but we're talking about having that incline here. Incline here. All right, let's get back to the treadmill. That blessed you. Let me, let me just make this statement before the... When it says put away the strange gods, this is more than enough living requirements. They're in the land of more than enough. That's the requirements. See? See? God don't need, he doesn't need any casualties. He got you out. Talk, you know, and, and you develop that relationship, and you get over in there, and then you just fall out. He don't need that. See? So, uh, back to this incline. You know, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Well, when it says walk, it's talking about how you live. Right? The just shall. Live by faith. So when it says we walk by faith, it's actually saying we live by faith, not by sight. Right? And so uh, this inclined living, we can learn something from uh, physical walking in this aspect. Physical incline walking, as a matter of fact. Look at these five things. 
Number one, your body must move. Your body must move. Incline walking. Right? You ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get nowhere if you don't if that body don't move. I can see his blessing, y'all. Boy, I tell you what. Thursday night crowd, man. What did Pastor Philip preach on, man? He has on treadmill. I, I tell you what, I, my calves and everything else, you know. Well, some of y'all got them high heels on. You get dancing for a while, you be feeling some muscles. Am I, am I right about it? Why? Because of the incline. <laughs> so your body must move. The second one for incline walking, your body must lean forward to keep from falling backwards. There, when, when you're going up an incline, you can't stay like this. You got to go like this. Or you're going to fall backwards. In other words, you got to lean into the incline. So when... <laughs> Well, let's just do the physical first, right? The third one is your body is forced to use different muscles than normal walking. We've already discussed that, right? Right? It's forced to use different muscles. Forced. The fourth one, your body demands a faster heart rate. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what an incline does. I mean, if you're a walker and you walk around your block, but there ain't no incline, well, it's good that you walk. But there's something about that incline. Uh, come on now. There's something about that incline, that little hill there. And the last one, your body needs more oxygen. You start breathing. Come on. <laughs> Look, I'm teaching you how to get the word off this paper onto this paper. You can have the fanciest paper like this and have no paper like this. But you can have a worn out one paper like this and have a whole lot of paper like this. Come on now. Boys, if that, that'll get me in trouble right there from all the spies that are watching. You know, you get those spies that watch, those disgruntled members that have left, they're looking for something to build up their case to make everybody believe that they had a just cause. Now, let's look at that spiritually speaking, all right? Spiritually inclined walk. Because we under, we, your spirit got to move. Your spirit got to move. 
What do you mean your spirit's got to move? You've got to move with what, you're, what, what your, your spirit is what's supposed to be moving everything else. Not your body moving your spirit. Your spirit's supposed to be moving your body in the direction that you're going in, right? Second one, your spirit must lean forward. It's the same thing as the physical. Your spirit must lean forward to keep from falling backwards. The third one, your spirit is forced to use different muscles than normal walking. You're developing your character. You're developing your faith. You're developing the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. You're developing all these things. You're stretching muscles as you never stressed before. How are you doing that? By an incline word. A word that says, come up hither. Does this make sense? <clears throat> and then, of course, the fourth one, your spirit demands a faster heart rate, acceleration, no hesitation, moving with the Spirit of God instead of needing ten confirmations. Come on now. God, if this is really you, See, have the canary whistle Amazing Grace. <laughs> and your spirit needs more oxygen. In other words, you're going to have to, the Word of God, God breathe. You're going to have to keep breathing into your spirit. The Word of God. Right? Now, some Christians don't want any incline because with the incline comes challenge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why when your pastor or anyone that's walking in this lane of prosperity is uh, challenging you, you are hearing an incline word that is calling you to a higher level of living an upgrade, a better quality of, but you're going. It's got a slope to it, and you're going to have to lean into it. You know, you know when somebody's talking, you you can't you can't quite hear them. You kind of lean into. It. You kind of lean into. It. See, see, and when you're an incliner, you don't want to miss nothing. You don't want to miss anything because God, you need God to speak. You need him to lead. You need to, you need to follow. You want instruction because, look, Joshua said it this way. We've never passed this way before. We're in uncharted waters. We're pioneering something, folks, that the church has never been in before. See? See, we're trailblazing here. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me tell you something I discovered. You probably already know about it because you're probably smarter than me in this area only. 
There is a town in Nevada. The name of the town is Incline Village. Now look at this. Incline Village, Nevada. Nevada. As of the census of 210, there was 8,777 people. We'd consider that small. The town is known as a haven for business and wealthy individuals from California and southern Nevada. Now, when they talk in southern Nevada, you know what they're talking about? Las Vegas. While some moved to the village, others register shell corporations and residences there to avoid paying California taxes. Now, these are just a few that, ha that, that uh, have places there. Warren Buffett, you ever heard of him? Yeah. What do we know about him? Rich. rich. Filthy rich, right? <laughs> Mike Love, lead singer of the Beach Boys. Aaron Rodgers, Who, who's that? So all these, all these folks are rich. Uh, oh, and they put this in there, 86.9% white. I'm just telling you, point three. How do you come up with a point three black man? It one, it one, one black guy there hiding out or something. What was going on there? Point Man, if I were, if I black, if I black folk, I'd just say, uh, don't even put that up there. Just, just, just keep it, just keep everybody guessing. Hey, twenty-five people. That ain't right. Now watch this. It's called Incline Village. Incline Village. And notice it says the town is known as a haven. A haven. I saw some pictures of it. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. The houses, 10 million, 25 million, all this stuff. While some, the town is known as a haven for business and wealthy individuals from California and Las Vegas. While some moved to the village, others register shell corporations. Now, I ain't talking about shell, the gas, and oil. You know what a shell is? It's something that ain't got nothing in it. So it's a fake company that's been registered to avoid taxes. Hello? This is... Incline Village. That makes me mad. See? 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 So the heathen, 
Yeah, I don't know. There might be a Christian there. Maybe the black guy's a Christian. He might, might be a black church right there. He got 25 people in it, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on now. But that shows you. That shows you. Now, I understand there's some, there's some rich black folk. I get that. You know, you got Oprah, you know, and you, and you, and, and, and you got Oprah, and, 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 and you got Oprah, and, and, and you got Oprah. LeBron James. But most, see, most of these, King James, King James. Come on, folks, come on. It's time for the body of Christ to rise up, and I'm not, I hope you understand I, I'm on your side. I'm not making any racial thing here. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? But if we don't recognize God, God's got an inclined village for us, a safe haven for us. All the black folk that whosoever will may come. All the white folk, all the Hispanic folk, red, yellow, purple, pink, poke, but God. Anybody that will incline their ear. That will incline their ear. See? Let's get that off that screen. I don't see it no more. Right? Now, let, 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 let's wind this thing down because uh, tomorrow night we're going to get crazy in here. In John chapter 6, talking about inclined living. People look at you and say, how are you living like that? I, I, I know the company you work for, they, you ain't get no paycheck like that. How are you doing that? Inclined living. Folks, I've been accused of illegal financial transactions. Uh, right now, you know, I've got to deal with the IRS over how, you know, how are you giving all that money like that right there. So, you know, my staff's taking care of it right now. And, you know, i got to go all the way back to 2017, show all this. Just, it's just a distraction because there's nothing illegal, nothing. They can't figure out how you can give like that with a church your size. And if you try to tell them, well, God multiplies my seed. Right. Sure he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know you were locked up 20 times looking at 21 years in a penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, you, you know, I've been, I, 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 in the ministry I was involved in prior to uh, uh, Faith Victory Church, you know, uh, I was called in on the carpet because somebody had uh, went to another church and told the senior pastor of that church that, they had proof of uh, my uh, financial illegal transactions. They had witnessed it, and they had saw. And, and 
And and I don't know how much uh, finances we bless them with. They were very close to us, but they got offended. See, and so they the that 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 senior pastor calls the leadership of the ministry I'm in. I don't know nothing about this going on, right? And and uh, you know they're having this secret meeting in another church over. Uh, Philip Derber, right? <laughs> and of course, there's no, there's nothing. He, th listen, the most important thing to me is my integrity. That's why in can that is the single requirement. Integrity. Integrity with my marriage. Integrity with uh, how I conduct. The church, integrity with teaching the word, integrity with finance, of, of course, right? And, of course, that thing didn't go anywhere because it wasn't true. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't true. So, so you know, uh, it, you can't let what somebody's trying to pull you down scare you from going forward in what God has for you. Jesus said, you're going to get some persecution. Defamation, right, right. So you know you, you just you, you got to press through all that and just keep your joy up because I'm rich anyhow. Still rich, getting richer by the day. Are you in John six? Talking about incline our ear. John six. <clears throat> Just helping anybody. Verse 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. I just got happy. Well, I mean, I just had a happy, I just got a happy jolt. Right, 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 shot right through me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody get happy with me tonight? Hallelujah. Woo, that felt good. <laughs> then Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, drinketh my blood, dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples. Notice, many. Many. Therefore, of his disciples. We ain't talking about, in, he ain't talking, talking about the ones that were in the synagogue. He's talking about his disciples. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, 
This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? In other words, they had a word given to them that was taking them up, taking them beyond what they knew. That, that, I mean, you know, the bread in the wilderness, that's supernatural supply, right? And Jesus is saying, you, you, you're stuck there. I'm trying to take you over there. I need you to incline your ear. And when he's telling them the very thing that they need to hear, that quit looking on natural bread. You, you, you thought because I, I multiplied bread and loaves and you hadn't taken any bread, you, you don't realize I am the bread of life. And he's trying to tell them and take them up, incline, and, and their response is a hard saying. I can't handle it with Pastor Jonathan teaching. I, you know, it just, I liked it better way back when. Oh, way back when when you wasn't being challenged like you're being challenged now. This is a hard saying. Why? Because their reasoning couldn't compute it. Their reasoning didn't have a file for it. They had to incline their ear to hear this. Now remember what I said. Incliners are constant doers of the word with a constant upgrade of living. They don't camp out at a certain level of doing the word and then self-justification. I'm a doer of the word. Preach it, Pastor. Yeah, be a doer of the word. That's right. When God is saying, come up here. Come up here. Now, I'm telling you, for, for prosperity, I'm talking about for it to come in on every wave. I'm talking about, I'm talking about more than you getting out of debt, more than you just having... Uh, satisfaction, comfortability, if you will, in your life. I'm talking about going into that multi-level. Come on now. <clears throat> there's an incline. You got to have an, there's this inclination. Come on now. You, you got you to know and keep your ear open. But see, now watch this. To do that, you're going to have to lean into it. And you're gonna, there's going to be other muscles you haven't used before. Come on now. We can talk about what we've done in the past. We can talk about that big seed in the past. We can talk about that, that fast in the past. We can talk about all those things that we did, and that's, that those things will bring harvest in. But you always got to have your ear tuned up. Come on, somebody, because God's got a higher plane. He's got an upgrade for you. He doesn't want you just being out of debt. He wants you living in abundance. He wants you a paymaster of the gospel. He wants you demonstrating as an ambassador heaven. Somebody shout in here something. Now, how'd you like to be in the synagogue Jesus preaching that and your own people. Your ministry of helps. Your deacons, your elders, whoever. 
are sitting there. Oh, boy, he's gone too far now. Pastor Jonathan gone too far now. He's been, he been, he been around that white man too long. Hello? See? It's a hard saying. There's some things God will tell you. It's like, well, hallelujah. I get my praise on. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Come on. All right. Jesus knew in himself. Well, look, look at this. Uh, real, real quick, one more verse. Hold your place here. And, and go over Second Peter. I just got hungry. They feed you good around here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 15. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that don't incline their ear. Come on now, because you got, I mean, you got you to receive this buffet. Which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Back over to John, we close. You know, Isaiah 55, you know, God says, incline your ear unto me, and I'll give you the sure mercies of David. Right? Your soul shall live. Your soul shall live. Right? Now watch this. Many, verse 60, therefore his disciples, when they heard this, said, Well, we we, we got we gotta incline our heart onto this. We gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta meet this word. Uh, we got we gotta we gotta we gotta grab this and receive it. We gotta no, no, no. This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this what? Oh, now see? See? This is where Christians get offended and leave the church. Why? They're being challenged out of their complacency. They're being challenged financially, spiritually, prayerfully, whatever is there. Right? 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 And they don't want no who who that preacher think he is. I come in here, I come in here for some comfort. We trying to get you into comfort like you've never seen before. Does this offend you? 
Now, if you've been in Christianity for any amount of time, you've met an offended Christian. Oh, boy, boy, boy. And they're quick with their tongue to say things you would never say. Because you know, you know the death and life in the power of the tongue. And there they are running their mouth against the preacher, against the so, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so. And you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And you're just trying, you're trying to, well, it's a nice day. The sun's shining. Hey, you're trying to get out away from that. They offended. A hurt person looks for somebody to heal them. An offended person looks for somebody to hurt. They want somebody to feel the pain because they're offended. But great peace have they that love the law. Nothing shall by any means offend them. Come on now. Does this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It's the Spirit. It's the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you are trying to take you to a higher level. They are spirit and they are Zoe, the God kind of life. Ain't talking about naturalism. Talking about supernaturalism. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, there's that many word again. How'd that get back in there? Many. Who are the many? It's the same many in verse 60 that said this is the hard saying. Are you following what I'm saying? They didn't incline their ear. They didn't lean into it. And they're going backwards. Right? Yes, right. You talk about, you know, if, if, if you looked at Jesus as a pastor, you look, he's a failure, man. I mean, he had, he had, he had mega crowds. Right? Yeah, when he's feeding them. Right? Had mega crowds. But I mean, you know, you go through all that three and a half years of signs and wonders, raising the dead, casting out devils, healing the sick, you know, and, and uh, miracles of extravagance and, and, and dying on the cross three days later, being raised and, for, uh, and then showing himself alive by many infallible proofs and, and all that, and then only 120. You'd have thought that upper room. I mean, you'd have thought, my God, you, can't, you couldn't pack them in. Why? Incline year. See? You're special that you're listening to this. You're special that you're inclining your ear. You're special that what you're hearing, even though some things may be hard, you're leaning into them. 
Come on now. Come on now. You're leaning into them. Even though it's stretching some muscles you ain't used before. Even though you're being challenged in a dimension you ain't been challenged before. You're leaning into it. Where every time Pastor Philip comes here, man, he takes all my money. We're, 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 we're getting you to where all your money is not all your money. If I'm coming in here and all your money is being put in an offering, then you don't have all your money yet. All your money's still out there, and it's taking a little bit of all your money that you have to really get all your money. You don't even know what all your money is. That's good right there. Lean into it. You know, I worked on the flight line in Travis Air Force Base on them C-5s. And, uh, you know, like I said, the wind is always blowing. And you get those rains out there. It's, it, it, you can see the sheet of rain coming at you, you know. But the wind get blowing out there. And you could actually, we, we'd have fun. We were just young. Uh, GIs, we, you know, and we're out there on the flight line, and that wind be blowing in the rain. We just soaking wet, and we lean into it. And you could actually lean into that wind, and you'd be about this far from 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 the ground, your head, and that wind's holding you up. You're leaning into it. It's, it the wind was so strong. Now every now and then, you see, you had to watch it, because you get a little wind shear going on. And all of a sudden, you you hit the deck. Bam! What happened to the wind? It's true. It's true. You can lean into it. See? And instead of, instead of letting it push you back, when you hear these challenges, lean into it. Hallelujah. Lean into it. Come on now. Now watch this. I'm trying to close. I'm hungry, hungry. From that time, from the time he said it, Many of his disciples, the ones that said it's a hard saying, went back. Look at that. How can you be around Jesus, love himself, compassion himself, power himself, healer himself, and walk away? Not inclining your ear. Mom Alberta said that's John chapter 6, verse 66. 666. Sure enough. From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked. No more with Jesus. Now, Jesus, the good shepherd, didn't run after him. I remember as a young preacher, 
you know, we, we just had a handful of people in our church, and, and this one old lady, old lady, and uh, she's, somebody left the church mad, and uh, she came to me and let me know that a good shepherd goes after that and brings that, brings that uh, lost sheep back. I said, is that right? Yeah. And that was my job. Oh, really? Yeah. I said, well, the father waited for the prodigal son to return. Jesus didn't go after him. He stayed with his assignment. He stayed with his assignment. You can't, listen, we love folk. We love, I've seen them, you know, I've seen them come and go. I'm telling you, this prosperity message is, is a heart exposure. It amplifies the heart. It shows what is really down inside someone. All you have to do is give somebody some money and, and, and see what they do with it. See? See? All right, that's enough of that. From that time, many that said it's a hard saying went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Y'all want to hit the door too? Then Peter piped up. You know, Peter Piper. Then Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? So they've already discussed it. They've already discussed it. We thought about this. You know, we, you know we, we, we've weighed our options. Right? Remember when, you know, after, when Jesus rose from the dead, you know, Peter got up and said, I'm going to fish it. And the rest of the gang went with him. And that's when Jesus had to come and say, yeah, you love it, you love, you love fishing more than me? You want to do it, you want to do it the, you want to do it the toiling way? Or are you going to do it my way? You can go back in that fishing business if that's what you want to, Peter. Or you can feed my sheep. You feed my sheep, I'll take care of you financially. I'll teach you things that you don't know nothing about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <sighs> From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Folks, you have to incline your prayer time. You have to incline your praise. You have to incline study. You have to incline your speaking. You have to incline your thinking. You have to incline your sowing. You have to incline your action. I'm gonna go eat. We're gonna have a we're gonna have us a time in here tomorrow night. Are you hearing this? So when you're hearing the word preached, you're gonna hear things that you're going to have to lean into. You're going to have to lean into it. Hello? Are you following this? We're talking about incline hearing leads to incline living. 
living on a plane you ain't never lived before. Amen. Amen. Did you get anything out of that tonight? Give God praise. <clears throat> Gonna go. You have the, the words of eternal life and the word of God right here being preached to us. Praise God. Incline living. Thank you, Lord. Anytime you're going to go up, you got to, there's some effort that has to go into that. But it'll pay off. I heard Gigi chiping in the background back there, trying to encourage everybody to get on the treadmill, start working. Or the Skyway. Who want walking on a bridge going up like that? Then start running it. That's crazy. But it pays off. So when we do the things of that God's word tells us to do, hear his prophets, we're gonna prosper. It will pay off. So we don't draw back from it. You know, anybody in here, if you ever start any kind of exercise program, whatever, and you and you stop. It's always hard when you start back again. But if you just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, it actually gets easier until you shift again. Right? And that's how it is in this way. I was, I was telling my wife today we were going uh, somewhere, and I, I stopped over to get some gas. And uh, I was standing there thinking, you know, when you, when you talked with, with Apostle Mama Berta, uh, you know, I hear so many times about how the word of the Lord came to him. The Lord spoke things to him and said all these things. And I was thinking, you know, you know, Lord, this is before Dak corrected me a lot of this. Uh, I don't claim to have heard the voice of God as many times as, as Dad has. But the system works, period. In other words, if you just follow what the word of God says, that even when you hear someone who has heard God's voice clearly and you just obey and follow, you're going to get the results. Whether you heard God directly or you heard God through a man of God. And I was saying that the reason why we are even where we are is just we heard what God said through somebody and just did it. When that challenging work comes, you incline, you, you lean into it, and you're going to get the results. Amen? Again, to come out, you got to trust the man of God. Now trust the man of God. Amen? And so let's give. Let's give. Let's give. we got an opportunity right now to, to sow seed. Glory to God. 